Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 112, Episode 4 of Dude Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. You guys already know you're in for a treat. Uh, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers. Stop. And fuck Fox News. <laughs> mean. Wait, what was it? I didn't know this was that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, December 12, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I'm your only Jack. I'm not your only Jack, but I'm a little glowing Jack. But really, I'm not actually your Jack, but I am. Jack O'Brien with the Daily Zeitgeist Podcast. Who watches over you? <laughs> Make a little zeitgang in your soul. Uh, that is courtesy of James Cornwall. Long wow. walk, baby. Long that walk. Was, there was a lot of choice I'm lines. all about the, the long walks. Who watches over you? <laughs> and I'm thrilled to be joined uh, today by my special guest co-host, oh. Jamie Loftus. I'm going to mess it. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Can you feel that? Oh, no. Hot takes. Miles isn't here. Jack is here, but Miles isn't here. Miles isn't here. Miles isn't here. Jack is here. Jamie's here. Dilly's like, guys. Thank you so much. Wow. That was a full body experience. Was it worth it? That was amazing. I wrote that one myself. Did you really? Yeah. Miles isn't here. Jack is here, but Miles isn't. That's going to be stuck in all of our heads, I think, it's going It's easy forward. to switch out, too, for the next time you're not here. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Muriel Montgomery. Hello! What's up? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, I love that song. That was really great. Oh, thank you so much. What song was that? Well, I, know I, had, you're... I had to ask Jack before we went in. I was like, what's the name of the Owa'a Is that the Owa'a uh, 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 oh, Was the, that the Owa'a uh, song? That's Owa'a. Yeah, the oh, okay. okay. What a drum solo. Yeah. Guys. I could have kept going. Yeah. Muriel. Yes. Uh, how are you doing? I'm great. Good. Very good. Uh, you're, you're from the Los Angeles area? I'm from Seattle. Seattle? Yeah, okay. Originally. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, Same as yesterday's guest, Nick. Yes, my yeah. husband. What? Yes. <gasps> we met in high school. Oh, really? Oh, we did. Oh, my goodness. That's so, adorable. Heaven. I've known him for 20 years. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. We, we've been married for, well, we've been together for 14. Yeah, this wow. is our first you must back-to-back have... spouse, spousal mm. guest. You must make everyone you know feel bad about <laughs> how enduring and beautiful your love is. You just yeah. have to hang out with us, and then you won't feel there. bad. <laughs> <laughs> we do not like each other. No, we like each other. You know. uh, it's cool. It's cool. How long have you been in the Los Angeles area? Uh, I've been out here for six years. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's official. Yeah, you are Angelino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. We're talking about Times Person of the Year, uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah. What a majestic cover. The yeah. best. Oh my God. The I stand wave. a queen. You have to. Uh, yeah. And it allows us to say, "Fuck you, Zuckerberg. You're not the youngest anymore, dork." Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Afghanistan papers. Uh, we're going to talk about Bernie blindness and just the state of the primaries. The primaries. Primaries. Uh, is that how they would say it in England if they had primaries? Prima- prim- primaries. The primaries. Primaries. The primaries. <laughs> it is the primaries. Yeah. yeah. The primaries. Uh, that MAGA guy who keeps challenging Maxine Waters, uh, who and like losing by fifty me. points. Yeah. Uh, whoop. I'm gonna silence my mm. computer. We I get apologize. It. You get emails. God, Jesus so many emails. Uh, it's just fan oh, mail, you know. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's my fan account. <laughs> that's my fan. <laughs> Didn't mean to leave it open. JackObrienFan at gmail.com. Uh, so anyways, that guy, uh, we, we learned more about him. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Tesla and how they deal with whistleblowers at Tesla. It is something else. Mm. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Sag and Golden Globes. Uh, we're going to talk about Metacritic's collating the year-end lists of best movies, uh, best albums. Uh, and we have a new record for my favorite Christmas movie uh, trailer that I've ever seen. Oh, uh, so I we're can't gonna talk, wait. We're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about all of that and plenty more. Uh, but first, Muriel, we like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay. I um, went through my search history, and the first thing that popped up was... Uh, uh, what is a zaddy? What is a zaddy? Ooh. Okay. Any yeah. good? Any? What's what's the word? Uh, the word is I don't feel like anybody knows. I yeah. was supposed Whoa. to go do something um, with that information while well, they were like, "Oh, make a list of your favorite zaddies." zaddies. zaddies? Yeah. And then I. Oh, that's a fun homework assignment. Right. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, that'll be fun." And they said zaddies from TV, and so uh-huh. then I was like, "Okay, great, I'll yeah. do that." And then Doctor uh, Huxtable. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, coming so. in hot. Yeah. Jack O'Brien fan at gmail.com. Yes. Hit me up, in. gang. <laughs> uh, I came up with Jimmy Schmidt from Tommy Knockers. Because <laughs> that was like a sexual awakening thing for me. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, but I, I, don't under, I don't feel like, apparently they're also supposed to be an actual dad. Like a, right. Is that true for I our, don't, I don't think that that's true. I don't think, I think that they just have to have dad energy and that's kind of like that porn comment like you just, you know it when you see it. Oh, that's interesting. I think so. I okay. don't know. I think that, I mean, like Alfred Molina I think is a great example. Yeah. Of a daddy who a doesn't zaddy. have kids actually? No, he does have, oh, he, he, does. Does. he has okay. a daughter, he loves her so much. But he just has much. dad energy. Yeah. yeah. Dad energy. Okay, yeah. I was confused because I'm getting called zaddy but I'm already a dad so I just didn't know which it was. <laughs> I mean, you know? it's kind People of, it can be that. me that. You talk yeah. a lot about how it's hard for you. Yeah, and... it's hard because I'm like, wait, are you calling me Zaddy because I have dad energy or because I actually have kids? Just like in the lobby talking about right. it, hoping someone will ask you. <laughs> uh, we, we just learned that uh, Billie Eilish's father uh, may be a Zaddy. I don't know. Su- super I mean... producer Anna Hosnier, uh, big fan. He's kind of got a. Uh, no, I I'm a big fan of Anna Hosnier, but also she is a big, big fan, fan of Billy Eilish's father. Oh yeah, I, yeah. It's not for me. Not but for I, me. But, but I but I get it. I did. Yeah. I look it up. It's uh, Anna posted it on her uh, Twitter, and it's what is it? Sporty Spice T-shirt. Mm-hmm. David Letterman, which is like, oh, did we lose you? David Letterman but beard. David vibe? Letterman beard vibe. <laughs> right. And then, but like a cooler. Right. Version yeah. Of I was David like, Letterman. wait, is David Letterman hot? And everyone's like, no. 
Ow! Like, yeah. jumped <laughs> down my throat like I was a fool yeah. for asking that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Zaddy. Zaddy. Uh, I think we're all smarter on the subject of Zaddies now. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, underrated, I... I would what I came up with is that I think making your own uh, turkey stock for gravy. If you're gonna make gravy, Ooh. making your own stock, How do it's you do like that? because because you just make it with bones, and that's uh, the thing that your gravy tastes like. And bones? every and I don't think people know that no, bones. It, it tastes like all the good like right. bones, like connective tissue. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> yeah. Like gravy's like the biggest thing about it should be the stock. Yeah. Anyway, I've been getting so fights of, with people about that. So More much bones. of cooking is boiling bones. It is. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, my mother-in-law uh, is you know has all the old timey Korean recipes and so much of it is just bones boiling on the stovetop for like days. Yeah, it's yeah. like the collagen. But then it tastes fucking incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Did yeah. not realize that. Yeah, it's wow. um, important. It's important. Yeah. Okay. Turkey stock you. is actually underrated, I'd say. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah. flavorful because people people think about chicken stock, they think about beef stock. They're, it's but right in between. Right in between the it's two. It's right in between. Nice and salty. It's cheap to buy all Flavorful. the bones. <laughs> so every time I, someone has said there's stock in something, they're just saying there's bones? Yeah, there's bone this? juice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Well, it can also be, I, th- I thought it was also like the stuff that gets baked off when you're like baking a- So that's part of it. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Like definitely yeah. like all the that- drippings, The drippings. The Which is a gross the word. The drippings? That's a huge yeah. part. Bone why don't people call about the, why don't people talk more often about the, the drippings? drippings? One yeah. bowl of your finest bone drippings. <laughs> amazing. If you roasted chicken and you want like a treat, <laughs> if you take the drippings, <laughs> the drippings in the and fat- just shoot it back <laughs> put it in a bowl and keep it in your fridge and then use that fat to cook things in, and it's delicious right yeah. yeah like in a pan yeah like as yeah. instead of butter or yeah, whatever exactly. you normally yeah yeah uh it congeals though. yeah it, it is. does yeah wow so It'll many delicious words yeah congealing <laughs> dripping uh what is something you think is overrated uh lana del rey's cover of uh Oh, what the hell's that song? I wrote it Norman down. Norman fucking Rockwell? No. Oh, oh, oh. Doing Time, the Sublime cover that was oh, like the Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of my husband that was on this show, that's like his <laughs> go-to like nine times a day song. No. Oh, really? Like the Turn It Up song. Oh, really? <laughs> and I've been really? like really like just being an awesome partner and like totally just... like tolerating Dealing it. Dealing with it, yeah. yeah but is, it's like, is your husband a zaddy? That sounds like my, something a zaddy would, that's a, a, zaddy a zaddy opinion. I mean, he's not a dad, he's a zaddy though. But he, right. he has the zaddy, he I feel like zaddy energy. he's got that zing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad will do that sometimes where like, he will find an artist, like a female artist covering a song that's for dudes and then being like, I'm a feminist. <laughs> 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 I know, that's really fantastic. Okay. No, I think his motivation is he just thinks it's the best song ever done. Yeah. He it's, just keeps going like, it goes so hard. Right. <laughs> I, I love that album and do not like that song. Yeah, I'm like, why same. is this happening in the middle of this album? It's same. really just overreaching. Yeah. 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 It just seems like it's like a funny idea. Yeah. It was like, oh, what if I covered this like shit song, but like made it all Lana Del Rey ish? Yeah. And yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not it. 
It reminds me of the type of thing that would happen if you were like surrounded by people who told you your ideas were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. so yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make a great album with just a <laughs> shitty song right in the middle of it. It's like, God, you're really, uh, your, your instincts were right on for 100%. most of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Nick. Not it, buddy. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Okay. <clears throat> This is a lot of this is anecdotal, but I think I have a lot of evidence. I don't think that anybody goes to the dentist regularly. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that they yes. do. And I'm saying because I recently I'm afraid of the dentist. Yeah. And so I take I try to take very good care of my teeth and I never go. And I hadn't gone for like six years and I had all this like weird shame about it. So yeah. and then I finally like I got insurance this year. I waited a whole year. Right. Congratulations! <laughs> I I feel like really like power empowered by it. Like, yeah. And like conquering this thing. And I like I have been talking about it because I'm trying to like process like oh I feel kind of like I'm lame for not going or whatever. Right. Right. Every adult that I talk to is like oh yeah I haven't been in 15 years yeah Yeah. I feel like there's there was something written about that not too long ago too about like how the six month checkup is kind of like a a cash grab scam is it kind of thing with doctors I'm fairly sure I'll have to double check but I think that there was like a recent like um, well regarded article about how like you should go maybe like once a year possibly even once every two years but once every six months is kind of like a cash grab kind of thing yeah Yeah. are we talking Dental or dental. medical? Dental. Okay, dental. Yeah. I don't think medical. I think every medical. six months is that what That's they what say? That's what they told me. That's what I did as a kid. What? Yeah, yeah. And like as a kid, why? Wait, why would it matter more? I, I'm just realizing that my assumption has always been, yeah, but kids' teeth are more important than adult teeth, and that's no, not true at all. They have the disposable ones. Yeah, yeah they have disposable right teeth. <laughs> There's just pop yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Kids basically have nature's dentures. Yeah, my <laughs> teeth were so clean that he told me I almost didn't even need. Do you floss? Cleaning. Are you a person Ooh, who flosses? I floss like I, I floss. You, I see, floss. you have that incredible teeth. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Wonderful teeth. Uh, but I would probably have said that people who floss regularly are a myth uh, at one point in my life. <laughs> but then I worked with uh, Soren Bowie and Daniel O'Brien and they had like competitive dental checkups and like oh flossing <laughs> they, it was really bad but they were like really they were like oh she said my teeth were like the cleanest she's ever seen and they'd be like well that's funny because she told me the same thing oh, wait wow. do they have they the, had same, the same dentist, dentist. Oh, yeah my God. <laughs> they like recommended one that's recommended a dentist best. to the other and then they got really competitive that's about like her. my nightmare <laughs> like literally they took my Somebody... x-rays and i cried right <laughs> like, I, like no yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How are your head bones? All good? Yeah, they're like nice. amazing. I yeah. brushed off, I aggressively brushed off a little bit of my gum in one place. So oh they were like, God. you have to chill out with how amazing oh, you are. Wow. You're too yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I got too excited. So yeah. you are all about dental hygiene, but not all about the regular dental checkups. I mean, I'm just saying that I think that people tell you that. We uh, there's a myth. I think the myth is that we all do it. Like it's a right. reasonable yeah. expectation that we all go two times a year mm-hmm. and that everyone does that. 
And literally everyone I talk to doesn't do that. No right. one does that. <laughs> yeah. like, and in fact, I would go even further. If someone said that they did, I'd be like, mm, weird. Like Weird that you would lie about that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. weird that like you that. do do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a power play right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, You're huh. like, weird. Um, okay. Just trying to figure out why you the, feel the need to lie. I feel yeah. like the huh. second I did that, though, like one of my teeth would just fall out. Right. And I would be like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, God. That's a thing that can happen. Like people just like crack a tooth. Oh, I have yeah. dreams about it all yeah. the time. Well, I have dreams that my teeth fall out. Uh, like yeah. they just like start falling out. That's a I'm, stress like, dream. To... That's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's classic. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a dream that I'm constantly losing a baby. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just real... a baby? Yeah. Like Scary. I, it's in a house and I'm like, oh, I can't remember which house it's in. <laughs> <laughs> but like walking up. a baby in a house. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the worst. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I have that reality, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. Constantly misplaced my baby. I was going to say, I didn't want to trigger you, but <laughs> yeah. it sounds like uh, something that's Always a misplacing relatable. my baby. Uh, let's talk Where is about my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much pep for that statement. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Where did I leave my baby? <laughs> let's talk about Greta Thunberg. Yay. Okay. Times Person of the Year. Yeah. Making her the youngest ever recipient. Uh, I love her outfit on the cover. There's nothing special about her outfit. It's not like a bad outfit. It's just what you would be wearing if you're a person who doesn't think about really what you wear (laughs) on a day when you were getting dressed like any other ordinary day. And like there was no photo shoot or anything. Just like, yeah. And and it's kind of funny because it's like, I think like I I really, uh, Dan and I were talking about this earlier. Like I really like how she's always like, don't, idolize me yeah uh and then everyone's like no queen we have no (laughs) choice but to stand and so it's like she kind of has to do like you're not gonna turn down times person of the year but she still kind of like does it super on her terms where you can see time is kind of pushing back by being like but what if the waves are cresting over you queen yeah and she's like i'm wearing an xl hoodie i borrowed it from my parents (laughs) leave me alone i have a protest to get to yes oh wow is it true somebody made a statue of her out of tires is that true or was somebody joking about that maybe that was a twitter joke that i took seriously i feel like that would be more of like an aggression than an honoring thing Uh, i mean the let the more she tells people not to stand the more people cannot stop erecting monuments to her so yes no it's good i think it's great and the picture is, I think the cover is like funny because yeah. it seems like the two parties are going for different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's They fantastic. had to like trick her into posing for this photograph. <laughs> right. I She's like, it's just a tight shot, right? right. It's not, you're not going to do the waves <laughs> on the cliff. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> She also looks like she's about eight years old. She yeah. looks very, she is very a child. tiny. In that. Yeah. Did you have any um, people that you wanted to be the person of the year? I'm great with this. I'm yeah. good. With, I'm good with this. Too. I'm, I'm rarely good with Times Person of the Year. I'm mean, good with this. They fuck it up so often, right? But yeah, this seems this is you can't argue with it. Although mm. the, I saw some people saying Baby Yoda should be Person uh-huh. of the Year. What yeah, is? Cool. What am I missing? What is that even? Is it? Thank a, you. What is I, that from? I'll, what I'll is that? I haven't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. Is it from that t- like a t- the new the TV Mandalorian. show? Okay. It's from Star yeah. Wars Helmet. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Helmet, the TV <laughs> show. Yeah. 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 People really like Star Wars Helmet. 
they they love to talk about it. I feel like I basically I don't know Star Wars helmet and there's a baby and he's got to save the baby. Amy Sedaris shows up. Oh yeah, I think that's everything that's happened. Yes, that's spoiler that's, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, you gave it all away though. Wow, yeah. <laughs> they put they put uh, an actor I have a huge crush on in a, where I can't see him. <laughs> The whole time. Who's that? Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, yeah. They put him like, what? What are you guys doing? Um, Hello. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Has no one seen it? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Miles has watched like a couple episodes and likes it a lot. Uh, so he would be. Uh, defending it, but I he's love not here. So. I love it. Well, yeah. yeah. As the song stated, that's Miles all is he's, not here. Yeah, that's all he has said is... Uh, that he loves the helmet. Well, love the helmet. Gotta love the helmet. What's so good about uh, just the helmet? The helmet mm. is really incredible. Uh, but time does manage to fuck up the cover by uh, it's their time person of the year is Greta Thunberg, the power of youth. Oh my god, it's so gross. Uh, time. It's so icky. I know. That's, God, I, I, the power of youth. That's like, give me your blood. <laughs> no, right? No, like, thank you. <laughs> give me your blood. Do you, think the photographer, do you think the photographer asked Greta Thunberg for a vial of her blood? Right. <laughs> Just, out of curiosity. Yeah. The life of. force of young people. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. <gasps> I know. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The Afghanistan Papers. Oh, this boy. is like our, I've heard it called our Pentagon Papers. Uh, the, the Pentagon Papers was like the papers that were leaked that revealed that the U.S. government didn't know what the fuck they were doing in Vietnam right. the whole time and were just like lying to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... That's actually a part of the story of the war in Vietnam that I feel like has been sort of written out. We just like know about the protests, but there was a lot of the government just coming back and being like, no, no, we're making progress. We're making progress. We're mm-hmm. making progress. And like the next thing you know, we've been there like seven years. And mm-hmm. uh, that war was way deadlier. There's a million uh, North Vietnamese people killed, 700,000 South Vietnamese and fifty thousand american soldiers in vietnam but the numbers on these are, are still really yeah. like shocking still horrifying yeah right yeah. yeah so in afghanistan uh 2300 u.s soldiers have been killed Twenty thousand wounded 140,000 afghan lives lost That's, and uh, uh the war has been like from the start basically uh, the military leaders have been like, wait, why are we here? Who mm-hmm. who are we fighting? Like the Taliban kind of, but then uh, the Taliban is also friends with the people who are supposed to be our allies, who are supposed to be like helping build a country. And yeah. it's just a fucking mess. It's... And then they keep coming back and being like, we're really turning a corner, guys. We're going to turn turn a corner here. It's it's happening. It's so absurd that it's been, it's been what, 18 years now, right? Like how how long has it yeah, been? 18 yeah, eighteen years. Yeah, eighteen years. Wow. And it's I mean I like these papers and, and all the details are, are very upsetting. I'm gl- I'm glad that they are coming out, if only to remind people that we are still at war. Yes, I feel like yeah. there's like some people that just truly it's not widely covered enough and. They don't think about it, and yeah. and so like these numbers. I mean, to, even to me, they were like, "Holy shit!" Like I, I knew we were 
at at war, but the details are are so horrifying and they're so brutally undercovered. Yes. So the people who were like reporting back to the media that we were making progress behind the scenes, basically from the start, just saying we we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, some of the stories from Afghanistan that made it out like after these papers were released. Uh, the New York Times reporter Nicholas Kristof, or I guess he's now a New York Times opinion columnist, mm-hmm. said he knew we were in over our heads in Afghanistan uh, when he found out that farmers in Afghanistan would set up fake Taliban training grounds uh, so the U.S. would bomb those and then the farmers would go out and collect the exploded U.S. munitions, like these you know, millions of dollars of uh, weapons that the U.S. was dropping and sell it for scrap metal. It was basically like they were just like finding ways to get scrap metal, and the the U.S. military was fooled by these like dioramas that That's these farmers crazy. had created. Isn't that wow? Um, there was also a translator uh, who worked for the with the U.S. military and. Uh, the U.S. military came to rely on this translator. Uh, he was just like really well liked and friendly, and the U.S. military just was not interested in teaching anybody how to speak the language. Uh, and so, but this person uh, would add like a ninety-five percent fee on top of any payment that went between the military and the people he was translating for, like the the people in Afghanistan who. Uh, the military was paying. He would just like add hundreds of dollars on top of it. Yeah. And they said after 18 years of war, like he is still interpreting for the military or was up until very recently. He's one of the richest people in Afghanistan. Wow. Just, just strictly of, because just the because US of like the U.S. military is just yeah. Oh, it's so and it's it's frustrating because it's like a lot of it is just like they're inefficient. They're counting on people not thinking about it and not remembering. And it's like people are still getting rich off of it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the all the spoils of war boys. Yeah, exactly. There's millionaires and billionaires who are getting rich off of the weapons, off of, you know, all sorts of different things uh, in in the U.S. as well. So, uh, you know, it's. It's fucked up. <laughs> <That's> so disturbing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of this stuff is stuff like I hadn't heard. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm aware of the war, but definitely not the specifics. It's like, yeah, I think it's just coming out now that everybody involved, like top to bottom, was like, yeah, this is not working at all. I mean, uh, I'm I'm glad that everyone needs to be kind of reconfronted with it too, because right. it's yeah. been a fucking minute since we've been asked to like consider. Right. Um, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the 2020 primary. Uh, Primaries. Mm. Primary. Um, so 538 is about to release their like overall model, uh, which was actually uh, fairly good at predicting, you know, the 2016 election, or at least gave Trump the biggest chance of anybody who was tracking like the New York Times was like 99% chance Hillary wins. Yeah. And he was like, no, actually, she has like a Nate, 60% Nate chance. Silver, yeah. Mr. Um Actually himself. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Um Actually was Um Actually in it. Yep. Uh, but uh, a couple things. So they did a podcast where they talked about, like, gave some of the takeaways from the model. And you know, it's kind of, it's not that surprising. Like Biden is still been just somewhat unshakable. 
uh, Pete Buttigieg's sort of surge is real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Warren falling seems to be real, according to their polling. Mm -hmm. And Bernie is just like rock solid, too, in second place behind Biden. Um, And somebody pointed out, they were like, yeah, Bernie seems to be getting very little coverage for how well he's doing. And they were like, yeah, we actually talked to the guy who tracks that for us. And he said he thought it was like his candidacy was being undercovered. And then Nate Silver like came in and was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I feel like he's spending a lot of time with ABC News people <laughs> because like he is just coming in with the super mainstream media takes that, uh, you know, well, it doesn't matter. Like it's just any anything where there's a gray area, he's going to give like it's going to go against Bernie essentially, which is like frustrating too, because that was like once his value for how for for how annoying I find Nate Silver to be in his right. demeanor. Um, like he used to be, you know, like at least a solid uh, perspective alternative. And yeah. Now he's just kind of been rolled into like you're not really getting much. Right. From I mean, I think I think his he like really has a blind spot when it comes to populism in the primaries for whatever reason because this is what he did with Trump too he was like because Trump's outside of the typical political model and Mm -hmm. he was like not taken seriously by the mainstream media ahead of the primaries like at this stage he was like yeah he basically said Trump wasn't going to win the nomination even though he was like way up in all these polls Right. Uh, so I'm surprised that he's like falling into that pattern again uh, but I'm not because I'm sure he yeah. doesn't like get confronted he, with his failures all that often. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was like, I doubt anyone's ever told him he's wrong. And besides, like on Twitter, where he has everyone muted, right? Right. And and also, it, it doesn't seem like he is the guy to consider anything but numbers. Like right. national mood feelings doesn't seem to be right. where he shines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Um, fairly accurate this the fact that bernie is still so undercover it's 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 bizarre i mean it's like and you know why what the motivation behind that could be but i feel like it's so i mean maybe i'm in my liberal bubble right but it feels like a lot of people have been talking about how undercover it is and it's not like this oh a few people have observed it's like a lot of people right i mean Um, even like the like watching the debates i was like shocked with just how much coverage people get in terms of just being on the camera. Like, right. like well, well, at the last two we were watching, it was like Tulsi Gabbard gets this insane amount of time and then right. like Yang gets yeah. nothing. You know, right. like some of that's obviously like debate rules, but it's also like, yeah, it's just, it just seems like whatever is like hot, like, you know, like, I don't know, like a fun news headline. Is yeah. That- yeah. There, my, my friend's dad the other day was like, I think I'm into Andrew Yang now. And then and then and then I and then he but then he like paused for a couple seconds and he was like, actually, I think I just want a thousand dollars. I mean this moved on with his life. I like really committed, you know, like to trying to like pay attention to the primaries early this year in a way that I hadn't like in my life. Like I've always like kind of waited until way later in the season. And like it's been fascinating, but I I love Yang. I've been like so excited. Oh, you're a Yang guy. I love Yang. He was one of my zaddies. I put him on my list. <laughs> he was I, on your zaddy I list. I love him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff he talks there's just like like just even just like he, it took him talking to like for me to just Google like what a VAT tax is and like how that could solve like you know people hiding wealth in like tax shelters and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like just kind of 
again, it's like the dentist yeah. thing where you're like, I think everybody knows what a VAT tax is and like wh- how like the universal income like mitigates that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then you start talking about it and it's like, I always think I'm the dumbest person. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, like nobody kind of, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, Bernie's, I mean, I've been writing for the same candidate for, for a minute, but it's like, I, I, I mean, the only thing that you can sort of hope for there in terms of Bernie is that like the grassroots support will hold up and has been like right. yeah. still pick. I mean, it's picking up momentum in spite of not being covered. Are you a Bernie um, supporter? I'm like, a Bernie supporter. You're a Bernie. Yeah. You're a Bernie bro. I'm a wow. Bernie supporter. Um, um, yeah, I think that, like, I think actually his support is kind of outside of the liberal bubble. Like, I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think the liberal, like, people who are in the liberal bubble are part of the mainstream media and are like just assuming that he's going to go away eventually. But like Bernie's supporters are actually people who are, you know, blue collar and not yeah. actually like in that class necessarily. Yeah, it's definitely built since 2016. I totally understood the the bro critique in, in 2016, but it's grown. Yeah, yeah it has grown sure. a lot. Yeah. It's much more diverse. Yeah. Well, like now that health, everyone's premiums are going up, like we're all like shopping for health insurance for next right. year. I think literally the, everybody's the difference the is now boat. we're all dying. Yeah, right. exactly. So. <laughs> Everything is so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder Biden's solidness. I, I haven't really heard this thesis that much, but I wonder how much of Biden remaining popular like the media is always like oh, it's just they've heard of him they associate him with obama but like people are smarter than that like i think it might have something to do with the fact that he's been everywhere in the news because trump is trying to like cheat against him so that right almost like i think people are taking what their version of electability is into into account more than the media is giving them credit for. And yeah. so they're just like looking at Biden and they're like, well, Trump is scared of him, so he's probably electable. So like that is keep making it harder for uh, other people to shake loose his supporters because yeah. he's just all over the place. He's mm-hmm. a safe bet candidate, baby. He right. could die and still be in first place. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's <laughs> arguably happening. Yeah. Like his popularity with... Black voters, 538 was saying that they like him because they think he can win. And they're like black voters have traditionally been in a position where they need to make alliances and be shrewd because Mm -hmm. they're inherently like coming from behind and never getting the benefit of the doubt. So they are, you know, supporting Biden because it just seems like he's the safer bet, especially older black voters. Meanwhile, Buttigieg remains the family guy candidate. Yeah. <laughs> have to remind everyone every time Seth MacFarlane is voting for Pete Buttigieg, yeah. <laughs> interpret freely. But he is surging, like in uh, in the early states, because he has like he's the actual the billionaire the candidate. Are... Like if you look at yeah, because of the fans of the Orville <laughs> are making their way over. Uh, to... But he's actually he has the most billionaire donors of any candidate, and he is you know he can spend his money like in those early states. Uh, and yeah, I th- I do think that now that he is being targeted a little bit, apparently he's been released from his NDA from his McKinsey days. So we'll learn a little bit more about him. Hmm. I'm um, curious, yeah. Yeah, me too. Tesla. Let's talk about another Who? cool dude. Nikola Tesla. No, uh, Elon <laughs> Musk. The current war. Oh, this <laughs> is our view. I love it. 
So uh, this story's been out since March, but they just declassified parts of the police report. Uh, and so there was a guy who worked at a Tesla plant, and he was in charge of safety, and he started you know, pointing out that there was an issue with some Tesla batteries that they could have like runaway meltdowns mm-hmm. uh, and nobody within Tesla. It, it really like reminds me like it's what I was speculating about with Nate Silver and not getting any negative feedback. And it's what was happening in Afghanistan and it's happening in Tesla. It's like when you're in an organization where negative feedback is discouraged, yeah. Like you don't get negative feedback and like so you don't have an actual like idea of what's actually happening. <laughs> like in Afghanistan, the military leaders were basically like they knew that they that the heads of the military didn't want anybody to like and didn't want the media to find out how fucked everything was. So they were just leaving like positive reports as they were as like somebody would leave Afghanistan and then the people would show up and be like, Oh, this is completely fucked. But then they couldn't, if it was on their watch, they didn't want to go from like positive report to negative report. Right. Yeah. Everybody's just covering their own ass. And uh, so anyways, Elon Musk was so fond of getting negative feedback that he completely ignored it. The guy eventually was like, this could be a real problem and there are safety issues in this factory so he became a whistleblower and like leaked uh documents to a couple of reporters and elon musk found out about that and mr musk did not like it he did not like it did not like it so what one of the things they did and this is where the police report comes into the story is that they told the police that this whistleblower was armed and dangerous and threatening to like come in and shoot up the factory he didn't own any guns. Own. Oh, no. So the police, like, the police went to his house, like, assuming he was armed and dangerous. And fortunately, yeah. he had already, like, been having uh, back and forth with Elon Musk and, like, knew this guy was really, like, pissed at him. And also, he was a vindictive billionaire. And oh, so he was hiding. He wasn't at home. He had, like, had his wife and kids like fly out to good for yeah. him that's the kind I'm of thing glad. when you hear these things you're right. like i would leave yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. stay here. yeah so that's what that's he did great. he was yeah. at a at a casino just hiding out all right uh, <laughs> smart uh and when the police finally caught up to him he was weeping and was just like my life has been completely ruined they were like, okay, are you armed? And he's like, I don't own no. any guns. I don't have guns. Like that's, and basically like, so there's this head of security uh, at for Tesla, who's like Elon Musk's body man. When like he was the person who was like the main person that the police were interacting with at Tesla. He was the one who was like, yeah, you got to go find him. He's going to like shoot up the place. And like, you know, getting the cops to basically be ready to like shoot this guy on sight. Yeah. Uh, and the police like got a call from him after they went to his house and he wasn't there. And the, the police were like, maybe we should just call him. And <laughs> they called him and he was like, yeah, I'm at this casino. Come meet me. I'm uh, not dangerous. And then they got a call from Elon Musk's guy. And he was like, uh, did you get him yet? Oh, oh no. My God. And, and the cops were like, no, we actually found out where he is. We're going to meet with him. He's like, he's at the Nugget Casino. And <laughs> Elon Musk is a loser. So <laughs> the, the cops were like, wait, how loser. did you know that? 
And the guy literally said, Little birds sing. Oh my god! No, yeah. are you kidding? Because oh. he's a bad guy in the movie. What like a he's fucking more. I just any. I have like <laughs> just, this is the least like, surprise. Like it's so goofy. Yeah, I know. that's like the weirdest thing. What about a goofy it. way to ruin a man's life. Yeah. Right. Well, also like it's just so obvious. It's yeah. like what if Elon Musk could afford somebody who's a little more discreet, right? To be his body man. He's like, did you get him? Yeah, did you get? Did you get him? <laughs> there's still uh, a lot of like. You found Elon, out he was at the Nugget. There's still like a lot of Elon Musk apologist culture going on, where like oh, everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy, and then like whatever fucking red, like what is it, supercar comes out, and they're like, actually, I mean, <laughs> you gotta hand dope. it to him. <laughs> he has a lot of good ideas. I'm like, can we just say? Fuck this guy. He's a loser. He needs to be told to his face, social network style, that he's a loser. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, God. It's where, him. like, he walked around with loose uh, sapphires in his, I think it was sapphires. It's some, like, <laughs> precious jewel. He walked around with those loose in his pockets growing up. He was, like, unhinged. The dad was, like, owned a, Mr. Blood essentially Diamonds. a diamond mine in yeah. South Africa. And, like, so he was, like, insanely wealthy growing up. He's, like, the most privileged person ever. Grew up with like just carrying around gems <laughs> loose in his pockets, like fucking. Someone needs to drop kick this guy. He's I know. just oh, I mean, and just next time Tesla comes out with a with a fucking atro- atrocious thing and they want your money, just remember what a fucking loser this yeah. man is and don't I, give him your money. I had I had know nothing about Elon Musk. Yeah, I'm just like uh, this is all. I'm odious. learning so much. So today. he's the coolest. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but he smokes weed. Dude, so there, there was so that, chill. But I feel. Like five years ago, everyone was like, you know, proto Zaddy. They're like, right. you know what? Pretty cool. I'm like, yeah. you've sure. fallen for this man's Botoxed lies. Yeah. <laughs> a gross That's, person. He, uh, so I, I know somebody who showed up at a house that he was at, like staying at, and like he didn't answer the door at first. And when he finally came to the door, uh, with his girlfriend, he was in a towel, and he was like, "Sorry, we were fucking." Oh my god! Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. There, so there's not a lot of examples where I would say, "Hey, let's listen to Azalea Banks," but her account <laughs> of being at their house, I think she, I think she right. was telling the truth. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. That is who my had... source is, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Azalea. Okay. It was like if you <laughs> you got a source, Azalea. Chad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There, if you haven't read the Azalea account of what goes on with, with Elon Musk yeah. and Grimes, you gotta. It's yeah. just good reading. How did she get inside his house? She's friends with Grimes. His uh, his ex-girlfriend. Cool. His cool. His ex now. Oh, did they get back together after th- they were supposedly? I'm pretty sure they're just still like, together. Oh, okay. I think she was like, "Wait a second, what about all those blood diamonds?" <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Do you I'm know Grimes? Sure She's no, like an electronic don't. musician who's yeah, very, very talented. She two makes days good ago, music. Not, I mean, but we can't stand her anymore. No, uh, no, definitely not. Two days ago, Elon Musk takes Grimes for a drive in the Cybertruck. How romantic! <laughs> Very cool. Oh, what's Did the you... over under on Elon Musk demanding roadhead in the cyber truck? Oh, a million percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you see him demoing the unbreakable glass? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. God bless Very that. Very satisfying. Man. Uh, oh, fuck. I, was, I think he literally <laughs> said that. So great. Um, just do a mashup of that and Azalea Banks. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyway, just quick check in with Omar Navarro. He is the guy who keeps running against Maxine Waters, became sort of uh, famous in MAGA circles because he like runs against her. And it's very easy to become famous in those circles because, you know, there's only like one media outlet and you just do things that are outrageous and 
trigger libs and people, you know, start to love you. Anyways, he leveraged his campaigns against Waters to become sort of a prominent voice on the far right. Uh, And now he is getting, he just got arrested for stalking his ex. Uh, He sounds like a real charmer. What a sweetie. Yeah. uh, He offered her money to marry him, threatened to leak her relatives' addresses to left-wing anti-fascists, and threatened her pets. Not her pets. Cool guy. Oh, Jesus. She's also like a mega, she's a mega relationship expert. What? <laughs> is a thing. There's a apparently. boutique industry we haven't yeah. seen. No, it's, wow. The, it's inevitable, yeah. I guess. What's her angle? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Like what, I mean, what her ideal relationship would be. Is it mask space? Yeah, masks. <laughs> <laughs> masks. Uh, but yeah, he threatened to pay $25,000 to have her killed. Uh, if she, if he, she wouldn't get back together with him, sleep with him, or at the very least drop the civil court restraining order against him. Well, that's horrifying, top yeah. to bottom. Yeah. So, anyways. That's wild. Cool Jesus. Uh, his response was, men in this country get treated unjustly, too. You have to acknowledge that. Just because a woman says something doesn't mean it's true. There's police reports. <laughs> yeah, it's a he police should start report. A, he should start a YouTube channel. Probably like woman police. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I want to know what he thinks about uh, the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an insightful guy. I know. He sounds like he has some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. And so Metacritic, who is my, I, I stand Metacritic, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Metacritic for life. Okay. Uh, is that is that too much? Probably <laughs> too strong. I just I just use Metacritic instead of Rotten Tomatoes. Why are you yeah. sweating? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm always sweating. So Metacritic, you know, they assign a number value to reviews as opposed to just a thumbs up or thumbs down. So it's more precise. Uh, but they also do a thing at the end of the year where they collate like all the critics' top ten lists, and then you get like a certain number of points for if you're first place, a certain number for second place, and then just being on the list, you get another amount of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a good way of like kind of keeping track of what is uh, the most acclaimed movie of the year. Yeah. Um, so Parasite. Is number one. Have you guys seen Parasite? Oh, it's so seen good. Seen it thrice. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love. three times, you really? Three times. Isn't it so good? Yes, I yeah. love it so much. It's so yeah. good. It's like it's... the best cl- movie on class commentary I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, Marriage Story. Second. Couldn't, as we discussed, you couldn't pay me to watch it. <laughs> so it's like, who want, did anyone watch it? I just watched, tried to watch it like last night. I uh, went to this really bitchy coffee place yesterday <laughs> and there were posters for it everywhere. And that's everything wait, you need. Wait, there's posters to for it? They're, they have some weird partnership with this bitchy coffee place near my house. Weird. Yeah. Huh. It's mm. like really, um, I wanted to watch it based on the, uh, the billboards. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was like, yeah, that looks great. And I liked the trailer. And it was the dumbest thing. I, I was so <gasps> really? bad. I oh, thought really? it was like really, really bad. Like oh, unwatchably well, bad. I huh. left it on for uh, my dog and my cat when I went out the other day. And I nice. came back and they were fucking 
Sonny loved it, so you know it. <laughs> He's like, Adam Driver is literally everything. <laughs> oh my god, I'm exhausted. You're so mean to Sonny when you ascribe him all, a personality. All his texts are terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number three, The Irishman number four. <laughs> that one was also really stupid. I was like, do we need a reminder that most movie critics are still white guys? Right. This- yeah. Well, I mean, it was also like, I don't know if this is, I mean, it's whatever, but they're all like the greatest Italian actors of all time. Right. And this Italian director and it's called The Irishman and he's a super Irish dude. Yeah. And then you go in and I was like, so I want, Frank Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Pesci. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Pasta Meatball himself. (laughs) I looked it up on Wikipedia to be like, is they call him The Irishman as a nickname? And And he's like culturally like a very Irish man. And I thought, okay, well maybe, you know, this is going to be just an amazing performance. And then right. it's just like straight out of Godfather 2. It's yeah, like, but they gave him blue eyes. So. Which is just yeah. like. I still haven't seen it, but uh, Who Weekly has been doing a great bit where they keep playing Anna Paquin's one line. Oh my God. <laughs> like her six words that she right. gets to say. Yeah. And like all the reviews that were written about it that, that were like, well, her character is silence. You're like, nice try. Right. It made like literally no sense oh, in the no. movie. And she's like super sexy as a little child. Like the whole thing is like, she's like compelling to all of the other gangsters. Oh, so right. Like, yeah. I think the idea is like- There oh, is a weird thing. Right? They're like, all like-, like fawning over her but i yeah it's like silence is compelling or it's oh. something that you draw like they're they keep like paying attention to but it's like, like that's a weird cheat code to use yeah. I, I i'll probably watch it though yeah. Yeah. yeah i haven't seen it yet it's i don't even know if it's worth watching but i would agree i guess i i'm curious it's really long right it's really long it's so <laughs> that's why i don't know joe pesci i thought I like was pesci. wonderful yeah joe pesci's great She's, yeah do you, Do you like Joe Pesci? I like Joe Pesci, and I learned at a recent Bechtel cast uh, live episode that uh, Joe Pesci is releasing music still as recently as this year. Wow. He released something called, I think it's called My Baby, and it's horrific. You got to listen. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's good. What else is there? There's Little Women. Uncut, I'm excited for Uncut Gems. I am too. Did you see Good Time? Uh, yes. I yes. love I Good loved Time. Yeah, good I just time. saw that over the weekend. Yeah, it's really, really good. Is Dolomite on this list? Uh, my name is Dolomite. Yeah. It is not. not. It's. Did you guys see that? I did. I not. did. It's so. I thought. It I was really, really liked. Fun. I, I thought it was a blast. <laughs> I'm like Midsummer's on this list, but not Dolomite. Dolomite. Right. Oh my. I think really your good. thesis on who film critics are might have something to do with okay. all of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, Joe Pesci's story that's kind of going viral right now is just oh, a, a tweet from Rod Blackhurst, mm-hmm. who said, In 1992, I was 12. My dad and I were in the Newark airport. I saw Joe Pesci and recognized him from Home Alone. I went up to him to ask for his autograph. Joe asked me who my favorite actor was. I said he was. He handed me a crisp $100 bill <laughs> and said, that's the right answer, kid. Do you think Joe Pesci has an artistic residency at the Newark airport? <laughs> Is that why he was there? Like, yeah. <laughs> it just seems like where he would just be. <laughs> He's so I, I like Joe Pesci a lot. Well, so we've got? we got Little Women. we got, oh, I haven't seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire. The Farewell is great. Knives Out scene. Oh, that. Portrait of a Lady on Fire was the it. trailer at, before I saw Parasite. So oh, you know it's good. So. <laughs> uh, it looked like the most European movie ever. Like, yeah, it's just it totally like, does. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like two women on an island. One of them is a painter, and they're just like, 
Well, they're running through the more like just hills. Yeah. And at night in the wind with like long with white European dresses on. Bluffs. And, yeah. Movies yeah. <laughs> are terrible. Oh, the the. It actually looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then my 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 boyfriend was really like when he saw the trailer for 1917, he was like, "We should go see it." I was like, "Are you? Are you?" Sick in your mind. There's wait, which one is what? What is it? It's that about? another movie about World War One. Oh. I'm just wait. Like, it, there's I'm another. Sure there's not that many movies about World War One. There's too many movies about World Wars. This okay. is my drag me Reddit page. I don't care. It's <laughs> there. I don't know. Uh, I'm Say, actually going to be dragging you in the comments of this episode. Um, actually, <laughs> <laughs> lay off World Jamie War One, Jamie. Jamie Lott is <laughs> drag me. I, I know. I want my Rasputin movie. That's the World War One movie yeah, I want. Oh, yeah. I don't need that's to right. see another movie. About about the allies, okay? <laughs> I get it. They won. <laughs> um, I think that looks really good. Maybe me and Isaac can go, or me and your boyfriend can go see you it and, together. No, no, name name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you and Isaac should go. And then albums, Lana Del Rey is the number one album. Oh, really? According yeah. to this list. That surprises me. Specifically, they say, because of her cover of Sublime. I'm <laughs> dead. Are you <laughs> joking? I yeah, I am joking. But she is the number one album. Why? Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds is number two. Again, white guy old white guys. Uh, Angel Olsen and FKA Twigs. I'm on board yeah. with both of those. Yeah, yeah it is a albums. very like woman, singer-songwriter, heavy list. It's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Billie Eilish is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Creator is here. I like that album. Yeah. Me too. This is Igor. I don't hate this list. Yeah. This I don't either. Fun. I don't hate either list. Uh, lists of good things are good, generally. Do I get guys, excited about them. Do you guys think? remember when Lana Del Rey was on SNL like for the first time like, oh, yeah. 10 yeah. years ago? She... So people thought that was like the worst performance ever. I thought ever. it was so fundamentally bad. Did you love it? I thought it was fine. She kept rolling her eyes. She oh, was, yeah. She was like having a She was like, oh, I'm so over myself oh, like, yeah. on stage. Yeah, she seemed not self-confident, but I didn't. No, I felt, I felt for her. I felt... Yeah. Did you guys see that she's dating a cop? That's the one Who's thing. Who's like fifty? <laughs> Everyone's just makes like, a we lot stand, and then everyone's like, now we say it in a whisper. We still right. stand, but we whisper it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like we stand. That album's so good. Oh, it's so good. But why is she dating? A, it's about a cop. <laughs> it's about a cop. It's literally about like with a crew cut. The no best less. album of the year is about fucking a cop. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Cruel. Uh, well, from really great culture to really, really great culture, <laughs> uh, we, we, so Sophie Lichterman, uh, super producer, oh my gosh, shared with us. Uh, so Ion TV, that that channel, Ion. She makes, said that she uses it primarily to watch SVU reruns. Right. Yeah. But they make their own original Christmas movies, and she drew our attention to two. <laughs> that are among the most wonderful uh, trailers for anything I've ever seen. They're so exciting. Yeah. So one is called uh, A Christmas Beauty and the Beast. Um, uh, so the cast is Leah Pipes, Ryan Kelly, Rob Rocco, uh, who I thought was from like a 90s movie, but it turns out he is just the 
a boyfriend with mysterious eyes from the TJ Tuggers uh, (laughs) (laughs) episode of I Think You Should Leave. Listen, he's getting work. The man's getting work. Hi, I'm Ginger Holiday. She's the internet's trendiest Christmas princess. Not a thing. We are making homemade (laughs) hair dye with peppermint and holly berries. But when an irritating accident occurs. (laughs) Irritating accident? Oh, her head is on fire. It's going to take maybe eight weeks to heal. This bummed out. Okay, so yeah, her she puts hair dye. <laughs> In, uh her hair gets pink and then uh there's a crackling sound and it burns a little part of her scalp right next to her hair. Right. Like like so little that her hair covers it. Yes, to the naked easily. Eye. Yes. <laughs> easily covers it. Signs offline and her popularity plummets. Will people still love me when they know how I look? I know this isn't easy. Her agent thinks he has the answer. You haven't posted in over a month, so we're gonna show them the real reason why. My face. Not your face. Hashtag Christmas fairy tale. Wait, what's with all the hearts? You're in love. I'm in love? Wait, who am I in love with? Whoa. Who is this person I telling her she's in love? Whoa. Her uh, agent. Sorry, that was her agent and also oh. TJ Tugger's guy. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Uh, who looks like an agent. Sorry, this is so complex. It's really... Is, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry to catch you guys up. Uh, so she, because of her hideous uh, disfigurement, a.k.a. tiny little burn uh, under her hairline, uh, <laughs> she stopped posting for a month. Oh, uh, no. Her agent was like, we got to come up with a reason you haven't been posting for a month. And in walks... Some guy. Some guy. Are you saying boyfriend? Let's say you have a boyfriend. boyfriend. Uh, And what happened? Um, it's just an allergic reaction to some hair dye. It's not that bad. Will this fictional fairy tale become a romantic reality? An all-new holiday movie, A Beauty and the Beast Christmas. I love this. Uh, it is. Yeah. The fact that he says, what happened? <laughs> sees, and it's like not even a noticeable thing. No, it's, it's like the smallest, like it could just be a slight like blemish. Right. And he goes, oh my God. <laughs> what happened to I, you? I honestly I, couldn't figure out what was going on for so a I think, solid minute. I think we are to believe that in this movie, she, because of this small accident, is the beast. Right. Yes. He is the beauty because he's the other one. Yes. Right. And that he that the lesson of the movie is that he'll learn to love her in spite of her temporary burn. Yes. Yes. That's Which, brave. But it's not going to heal for like eight weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, but then that there isn't time, uh, just in time for a Valentine's Day sequel. Right. Right. This is yeah, but she's not a Valentine's Day influencer, Jamie. She's she a Christmas is a Christmas influencer. influencer. Oh, she's no. the internet's most trendy Christmas influencer. I mean, relatable. Right. <laughs> relatable. That's that's a thing? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, probably. Sure. It's got to be. It's got to be. That's that's what That was the conversation that went on in the writer's room for this. That's a thing? Like yeah. Christmas yeah. influencer? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And her name is Ginger Holiday? Yeah, I mean, it, once if that's your name, then you kind of, I mean, what choice do you have? Right. right. You know, if your yeah. name's Ginger Holiday, first of all, cruel parents. Second of all, manifest destiny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is called Best Christmas Ball Ever. Ooh. And we don't have time to go into it, but <laughs> let's just say that Christmas ball is- It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be It's going to be good. good. Uh, let's talk about canceling male artists. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is an interesting um, story that I found in Jezebel. 
um, or the, the muse to be more specific. That's kind of just a study of, I mean, like just, I mean, they've been doing this series on like, what is it, what are the actual ramifications of cancel culture, if any, and, and just kind of examining what are the actual real life consequences when these sorts of stories come out. It focuses specifically on male musicians who have been canceled in, to varying degrees this year. And uh, there you can check out all the specific numbers um, on the Muse. But it basically just indicates that um, it that quote unquote canceling someone, as I think we've already kind of come to learn, doesn't usually have that much of an effect on their ability to make a living. It sometimes changes it a little bit where, right. you know, like Louis C.K. doesn't play stadiums anymore. Now he just sells out slightly smaller rooms and still has millions of dollars. TJ Miller's in a new movie, the whole bit. But as it pertains to these, um, to musicians, they do some really, I mean, Michael Jackson untouched by uh, leaving Neverland when it comes up. And, And I mean, kind of unsurprisingly, um, the musicians get a spike when the documentaries or, or, um, research is, is released and then they kind of just plateau usually a little higher than they were before. Same goes for uh, R. Kelly. Really? Um, after surviving R. Kelly. That is That surprises me because that was like, I literally, I was a huge, before, I, I just loved his music forever when I was younger right. and then mm-hmm. like, I knew it was bad and knew it was bad and then saw the documentary and literally yeah. deleted all I yeah. was you can't right. listen yeah. to I mean, it because his music is it's about children. inextricably linked to like what his crimes what were no yeah. I mean, it's like and then you start hearing like the metaphors are intended I mean it's just like it's yeah. four 15 year old he had girls. an album called the chocolate factory yeah. That, yeah yeah it's all like like candy and dinosaur metaphors and like yeah. jungles and space but you can see when it when when the documentary is released there's a huge spike in R. Kelly streams. Then uh, the week after it comes out, it plummets, but it goes basically back to where it was before the documentary is crazy. came out. And it's, I mean, it's like a frustrating study to look at because it just sort of betrays how people um, behave when no one is watching, you know? Right. And, and um, while it's like, it's such an amazing and like um, important thing that all these stories are heard, it's, kind of discouraging to see that it doesn't have that much of an effect on these men's ability to I mean it seems like Ryan Adams took a hit so that's something but they I mean they have a lot of they have uh, uh they study like 10 different musicians uh Takashi 69 uh XX how many X's were there triple X. oh yeah triple X, uh, so you you can you can just see basically um as things happen are their streaming numbers affected the answer is usually no right um which is you know do which, better everyone this is like the one example of like artists not making jack shit from streaming that is positive right yeah right <laughs> so but it is also it, like this explains Donald Trump like it totally like, does. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, we can talk till there's no more oxygen in the world about how awful he is, and people are just like, "Oh, yeah, Donald Trump, that guy." I'm like, tune into him. I know who he is. Yeah, right. now I know who he is even more. <sighs> so yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Muriel, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. It's been so much fun and also very educational. All right. Yeah.
Yeah, you learned about that Christmas special. I did. Uh, <laughs> not to use peppermint hair dye. I never I think will. We all learned and something and there. to know that my life is completely devalued if I get yeah. a small burn. Yes. <laughs> small. <laughs> maybe superficial. Someone, maybe someone will learn to love you. Like yeah. doubtful. <laughs> if they're hired to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. It feels like they're being paid handsomely. Right. Like, Gotta get an agent. It's not even that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, baby! This is what you were talking about. It's like not even bad. Like, I'm barely puking. Uh, <laughs> where can people find you, follow uh, you? You can find me uh, on Instagram for, uh, at Hella in Your 30s is my podcast. Hella um, in Your 30s. That is. My husband and I do a podcast together. It's called Hella in Your 30s. Nice. Uh, we just deal with navigating this dystopian uh, world that we live in yeah. by doing things like getting dental insurance for the first time because we can afford it this year mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's very fun. So that's what I would check out. Uh, and is there a tweet or some act of social media you've been enjoying? I did. I I love my dad on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Zaddy? Yeah, no, Zaddy. Zaddy. you're number one Zaddy. He's my number one Zaddy. Um, he's just very, I don't know, he's just the best. His picture is of him on a fake uh, motorcycle from a fair I went to a long time ago <laughs> that they let you pose in front of to take pictures. So it looks like he's on a hog, it. like riding this motorcycle, but it's fake. All right. Mm. he uh, His tweet, this is from two days ago. He said... We already know Trump is a freak. He's really freaking out now. This cat is scrambling down his rabbit hole big time. P.T. Barnum and Boss Tweed trying to make a comeback. Wake up, America. Wow. Makes you think, Dad. Makes, <laughs> makes you, think. you think, Dad. I like it. Makes you think, Dad should be like yeah. a character. <laughs> Social media. Yeah, right. <laughs> makes you think, Dad. Just liberal parents making yeah. having takes. I don't know. It makes you think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it so much. He's great at that. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help. Instagram, Jamie Cry Superstar. Listen to the Bechdel cast. Uh, my Urine Mensa still isn't on Apple Podcasts. So so I guess you can't listen to it yet, uh, which is so frustrating. And also, I wanted to shout out uh, all my Michigan heads who volunteered to go to Shelbyville, Michigan, and pick up a Chuck E. Cheese sign for me. There was like 20 different people who who offered to do it, and I honestly still might hit some of you up. So, <laughs> um, thank you, Zyking. Uh And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? There is. Uh, there. This is a, a tweet from my uh, bud Cullen Crawford. Uh, it just made me laugh a lot. It says, uh, Bob Iger is pronounced the same way as Boney Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Gare. Bobby Gare. <laughs> Bobby Gare. <laughs> Bobby Gare. It made me laugh so, so much. He's at Hello Cullen. Everything he tweets is the funniest thing in the world. But Bobby Gare really got me. <laughs> That's my oh, favorite tweet. Maybe of the year. Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. I enjoy Miles's tweet saying this is so dope to be mentioned alongside some legends. Shouts to Zeitgang for making the show worth doing every damn day. Yeah. Uh, because we got mentioned the Vulture this year in comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah, as, you did. As the podcast with the most episodes per podcast. <laughs> show me the life. Yeah. So well backhand, but love it. Uh Branson Reese tweeted, I'm sorry, but you gotta be 
kidding me with Marge Simpson's hair. And I liked that. <laughs> Saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. And oh, do you have one? No. Wait. Oh. Wait, no, yeah, take it away. So producer Anna yeah, is going to bring the heat yeah. uh, with I'm in the middle of composing for Sandy University. I haven't been listening to a lot of music. Wait, you're composing a score for Sandy University? I'm actually year? writing lyrics this year. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is a track from our... Ke- no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, I'm that person you're describing. Uh, no, I've been... Um, my boyfriend loves reggae, uh, so I listen to a lot of reggae because I'm not allowed to touch the dial. Um, the dial, what am I... The dial. <laughs> what kind of... What radio station is no, that? No, I, I, I'm allowed to choose as well, kind of. But uh, So this song has been stuck in my head for a while, and it's by Turbulence. Uh, and it's called Notorious, and maybe if you guys are all reggae heads out there, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe you've heard this song. Uh, yeah, it's great. I recommend the original um, seven-inch mix because it just goes and goes and goes and it never stops. And that's all you ever want from a reggae track, you know, yeah. never ending. <laughs> so uh, enjoy that, Bobby Gare. <laughs> this is a beautiful song by Bobby Gare. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast. We'll also be back this afternoon because we have an eveningly uh, trending show. We're talking about what's trending. Uh, most apps. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. 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 Hey, let me tell you this again. I could have been one of the most notorious. I got paid by the king and his grace is a glorious. I could have been one of the most devastating. By the king and his love is everlasting. Whoa, burn away the wicked lifestyle. I'm the wicked image and the wicked man and profile. I'm so happy to be Rastafari.